0: It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now, your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, as the Olympics take center stage, so does golf for the next two weeks. A couple majors last week with another one this week. Well, that's golf in July. We have an LPGA superstar with us today as well. Weekend is here. Sit back. Buckle up. Because you can't stop this thrill ride.
0: There's just...
1: Wade Weezer, there's just nothing better than that tune, because you know what it means. It means the pro show is live. It's Friday afternoon. It's everyone's ticket to the weekend. Three good things there. When we're doing our thing, everybody's getting ready to do their thing. It's summertime. It's awesome. And uh, as usual, I'm fired up. But today, the reason I'm fired up is that we have a very cool guest, an LPGA young superstar named Megan Kang. She's from up in Massachusetts. She's played uh, on the LPGA for five and a half seasons, and she's 23 years old. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of 23, she's got 23 career top tens. She's earned about $3 million uh, playing out there. Um, wait till you hear some of her track record. Her resume is, is really impressive, and, and we'll get to her in a little bit. And you know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of a lot of these imp- Olympic athletes mm-hmm. that we're seeing um, every night – um, you know, you, you really have to avoid social media from like 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Yeah, if you when, want to no spoilers. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah, and uh, you know what kind of cracks me up about that, which was you know because yesterday, um, there was the whole Sunni Lee story and you know her winning the gold medal, which is a tremendous um uh, accomplishment for her. Yes. Right. And you know what's interesting about all of that. Is that when Suni Lee won yesterday? You know, there was a lot of media folks that were like, "Hey, SUNY Lee won the gold," and it was all over Twitter and everything. And I'm thinking to myself, "All right, whatever," you know, like. And then, and then NBC tweeted it out. And I'm like, well, "Wait a second! You're the ones that want to show this tonight!" Like, I don't like. Spoiler alert! Maybe, I they, mean,
0: maybe they thought that as more people will watch now, knowing yeah. she won the gold.
1: You know what I mean? I tell you what: if one of my children or one of your children ends up going to the Olympics, right? I almost don't want to go. I just want to design the watch parties. I mean, have you seen some of these watch parties that they have? The one in Alaska? I didn't see that. Oh, my goodness. Well, you've got Lydia Jacoby, 17-year-old swimmer uh, from Alaska. She wins gold. I think it was Sunday night. And this watch party, they were in like an auditorium, looked like a high school auditorium or something where they had a big screen TV and there was 100 people there. And there are people jumping off chairs and everything. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And it's not so much that like when you look at some of these swimming watch parties, you know, they have sponsorships involved. I mean, everyone's wearing the same. Everyone's (laughs) wearing the same T-shirt to be on TV. That's unbelievable. It's great. And, you know, you know what is also great is golf is back in the Olympics. And it's something to me that seems very appropriate because golf is an old game and the Olympics are an old tradition and it wasn't there forever, but it started back in uh, when we had Brazil in 2016. And now five years later, we're over there in Tokyo and we've sent four golfers over there. Um, That in and of itself is a story I'll get to in a second. But one of our, Very own, Mr. Xander Shoffley, after two rounds, is leading the thing. He shot 63 last night. Okay. And he's 11 under, and he's got a one-shot lead over Carlos Otis and a two-shot lead over Mito Pereira, Alex Noren, Sepp Straka. uh, Hideki, representing his home country of Japan, the Masters champion. He's at eight under. He's tied for third. You've got folks like Rory uh, at seven under, Paul Casey. Um, There's only 60 men. In this event. And, um, you know, it's. It was, I was reading this one article, which I thought was kind of cool, where John Wood, who's the caddy for Matt Kuchar back in Brazil, and Matt was going in the last day, was in about 20th place. Okay. And, you know, he's like, hey, Matt, this isn't like a normal week where if we finish top 20, we make a good bank. Right, right. He right. goes, they're only paying three <laughs> spots
0: <laughs> right this Let's week. He's like, like so... Uh, why figuratively, don't, and, you know...
1: Yeah. Look. Why don't you uh, fire it a couple of pins? So I think come uh what will be saturday evening into sunday morning or whenever the replay is uh you are going to see uh at least from some of the best in the world that are there you know the morikawa's the reeds the rory's carlos ortiz's of the world you know all of these pga tour superstars are gonna have to fire at some pins because first of all no one is getting paid right so if this is all if you went through all of this glory. yeah for you're trying to get a medal you got to get in that top three and well, I guess not for everybody. You know there is, we are on the South Korean watch. And I brought this up a couple weeks ago because if you're from South Korea and you earn an Olympic medal, then you get to waive right. your military service. Get out
0: of jail car for that, the military. That's <laughs> it.
1: So Sung Jae Im and Siwoo Kim, who are two awesome, awesome PGA Tour players. Well, they need to do a little bit better. After two rounds, these guys certainly should start to... Uh, Get their, uh I think there's like military guys on the
0: sidelines, like pointing ah, <laughs> to a clock. Like oh, I don't know. I don't
1: know. They probably have like an iPad. They have to sign their <laughs> life away right. or something, right there. But uh Sun J M, he's one over, and like I said, Xander's at 11 under. So he's uh, tied for 51st place out of 60 guys. Oof. And Siwoo Kim is 25th. He's minus three. So he Seewu Kim could go off over the weekend and get himself out of it. But I think Sun J M. Is gonna spend Camp. some time in the barracks. <laughs> no it's just me. Who camps on the you know. horizon? Speaking of somebody who might need the barracks, our boy Bryson made news back oh, on. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, mean, I got I'm getting bored with him in the update, so I'm just gonna give it now. Sure. So a- as we approach the Olympics, you know, everyone's getting tested a hundred times a day. Well, Bryson gets tested and uh he has COVID nineteen. Oof. Sorry, Bryson, you can't go to Tokyo. Um so it, there's been a lot of controversy swirling around that. And, uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about it, but I think there's some smart people out there. I was listening to the No Laying Up guys, and they brought this up, and I was like, man, I never really thought of that. But, I, you know, I want to relay this to my listeners because it makes for good theater. This is it a conspiracy? Well, I don't – Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it is Final a little bit. Hair. It is. I mean, listen to this, right? So one of the guys, and I, it wasn't from them particularly, but, you know, a, a zillion people follow them. And somebody on Twitter had mentioned, you know, maybe Bryson went and got COVID. On because purpose? On purpose. <laughs> because, you know, when you go over to the Olympics, they test for things. Ah, other and things. It's, and it's highly speculated that, that Bryson beefed up. You know, in a in a Roger Clemens sense, you know, wow. so, you know, in, in an A-Rod sense. So um, I'm not saying anything. I'm just I'm just regurgitating some yeah. what I thought was um, some entertaining material. Throwing it but, out there. But could you imagine? He's like, yeah, I want to go be, you know, stand up for the flag. And then he's like, no, I got COVID. I can't go. <laughs>
0: how do you go? And I mean, how would you even go about getting it?
1: I, I don't know. Besides hanging around some know. people I know. But you know who he can ask about getting it? That's the number one golfer in the world, John Rahm, because evidently he has it again. All right. So, well, let's go back seven weeks. He's after three rounds at Jack's place, the memorial. Remember, he had the six shot lead. Yes. They get to him right as he walks off the 18th green after his third round. And they say, hey, you need to withdraw your tests this week have come up positive for covid. You're out. Six shot lead. One point one million dollar prize. He's out of the memorial. Okay. even more important, two weeks later, was going to be the U.S. Open, so he's like, now he's got to quarantine. Yep. He's got to do all the right things, and he was he was asymptomatic. So he was like, I don't I don't feel bad, but he came into contact. Yada yada. We all know that story. Two weeks later, wins the U.S. Open. Great. Seven weeks later, he's getting on a plane in Spain to go over. They test him one last time. He's positive for COVID. How does it happen? I thought. Uh, what happened That's to the antibodies? bodies? He's he's vaccinated. <laughs> and that right. Not only that. So then I started digging into this, and I said, please don't tell me that some, you know person that tested him was like didn't really know what was going on in like a macro sense and they were like they just put it out there they're like oh john rom's positive they tested him three more times so four times in a 24 hour i don't know if it was a 20 minute period right right? 24 hour period and he tests positive all four times so at least they had the wherewithal to be like we kind of know this guy's story right it's 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 pretty well known and um anyway it's uh I, i don't know what else to say I I just don't. think Dr. Fauci would like to see him. (laughs) Let me check you out. I I think Dr. Fauci's got a list of appearances. Cut
0: you open here. At this
1: point. I I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, seven of the top 20 players in the world are over there for the men. Next week, we'll be talking about the women. They play next week. But uh, just like a regular PGA Tour tournament, uh, 72 holes, stroke play, top three get medals. We know the routine there. It's going to be – a. I I think it's just going to be a great shootout. This golf course – has scoring available. Like I said, Xander shot 63 last night, 11 unders leading after two rounds. So, uh, you know, the, the leader is going to get to somewhere in the high teens. And I, and I think that the uh, Eagles, boge- uh, Eagles and birdies are being made all over the place. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun for the ladies, too. Now, speaking of the ladies, mm-hmm. uh, I had some fun this week. I went up to Connecticut, to Brooklawn Country Club, because the USGA is hosting the U.S. Senior Women's Open. Now, this is the over 50 crowd on the women's side. Uh, and their senior open championship and what a cool venue what a cool event you know you know very high praise for the usga because i mean this is definitely an ancillary championship of the 16 that they run it's not the men's women's uh us open it's not the women's us open you know those are the two flagship events Mm -hmm. so you know this is just another one of those other 16 championships and i tell you they they pulled out all the stops and and fantastic venue in brooklawn it looked like everybody there had their ducks in a row you know kudos to their golf professional their their general manager excellent job but got to see our our girl annika really yes and she was giving a clinic on tuesday for uh grow girls golf and the annika foundation so there's like 100 little girls probably under the age of 12 that are just staring at Annika watching her hit <laughs> shots, right? And they, they do this thing where her husband, Mike McGee, who was also caddying for her and the president of her foundation, he takes a baseball mitt. And Annika used to do this to practice back in the day. She would practice right. her short Remember game that? pitching yeah. with Terry McNamara caddy. And so he goes out as part of the clinic. It's part of the show. So he goes like 40 yards, and she hits a pitch, and she hits it pretty much to 40 yards, right? Yeah. So he gets to about 80 yards, and one girl's like, pull the driver out. <laughs> And she goes, I'm not mad at him. (laughs)
0: Right, right, please. I just,
1: you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I love Annika. She's giving back. She's 50 now. She's participating in this tournament. Um, She's the leader after round one. She shot 67 the first day. I mean, she's fantastic. But just to watch her with the kids giving back when she, she doesn't have to do any of this stuff. You know, I mean, this is where your legacy comes from, you know, and her foundation just means so much to her. And. You know, like I just said, she's leading. She shot 67 yesterday, five under par. And she's with another woman by the name of Dana Ebster, who is a teaching pro from Northern California. So we love our teaching pros here. Uh, She shot 67 also. She's five under the. End of the day yesterday, the heavens opened up, as we Mm, all know, everywhere here in central Jersey, metropolitan area, et cetera, up there in Connecticut. So they had to suspend play and they're back out today in the midst of a, a first round, second round mix of scores and everything. But Helen Alfredson. Your 2019. There was no event in 2020. Your 2019 champion. She shot plus two. Michelle McGann, big friend of the show. Saw her the other day. Love her. She's oh, she asked me to take a picture. Really? Right? You oh, know? look at you, big shot. And I mean, I'm on radio for a reason. You know, <laughs> I have a face for radio. So I mean, she was like, she's like, oh my God, she's like, I loved you. And I was like, all right, well, so here we go. Julie Inkster, she shot one over. Laura Davies, one under. It's about 12 ladies under par. Your typical USGA setup. It was tough, but it was fair and uh, I, have a, I have one other great story I'm saving for the update uh, actually two great stories oh. from that event it was a lot of fun, it was a great event and um, I appreciate all the USGA was doing and it was really um, if anybody's around that area listening this weekend, get over there the tickets are cheap. I think it's 20 bucks to go in for the day. The parking's not far away. You can just go and walk around and you're going to see some really really good players and players that you can relate to. Yeah. You know, you and I go watch Rory and it's like you can barely see the golf ball. Right. we're getting old right but you watch these ladies hit it they hit it right in the center of the club face right where it's supposed to go you get so mad watching them they're like man they don't miss a shot they don't I mean Annika gave that clinic she didn't miss one shot right right, right you know automatic I mean I can't throw a baseball and hit a mitt from 40 yards right and she's, and she's hitting a, she's in a golf ball Un- unbelievable really impressive uh week and uh equally impressive of course are our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The New Jersey Golf Foundation is committed to positively impacting the lives and communities through the game of golf. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section will host its 15th annual Golf Classic at Baltus Royal Golf Club on Monday, August 9th. Limited spots are still available on the upper golf course at the famed championship venue. To register for the 2021 New Jersey Golf Foundation Golf Classic or for more information, please visit newjerseygolffoundation.org or call 732-465. 1-2-1-2. One, two, one, 2 315 here in New York. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with one of the LPGA's young superstars, Megan Kang.
0: Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop chop! he says I'm gonna win big. Choose not Keyshawn Johnson. Any quarterback that plays underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time, it's time, to, go time to go to work, work. Brett. And Zubin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN.
1: The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Through a wide range of programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs, the NJGF champions a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support programming, the New Jersey Golf Foundation will host its 15th Annual Golf Classic at Baltusrol Golf Club on Monday, August 9th. Limited spots are still available on the upper golf course at the famed championship venue. To register for the 2021 Golf Classic or for more information, please visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call us at 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf.
0: Time to get back on course as the Pro Show continues. Great show and great questions. Once
1: again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920 on a summer Friday afternoon.
0: I was scared of dentists in the dark. Megan
1: Kang has played in nine women's U.S. Opens, and she's 23 years old. She's one of the most consistent young stars on the LPGA Tour. A native of Brockton, Mass., her marvelous career includes an endless amount of junior accolades all the way to a second Solheim Cup team in September. She turned professional age 18 and has never looked back. Thank you for that opening there mr wade Weezer, on the board we have one of the lpga's finest here top five at the women's u.s open this year megan kang how are you doing today
2: i'm doing great thanks for having me definitely excited to be here on the show with you guys
1: well you know what i'm so happy that the lpga has to take a little break for the olympics here so we could coordinate this and get you on um it's it you know, I love having tour players on here and talking about your experiences through all that's going on in the world. But aside from the tour with your little break, what if what do you do when you're not out there on the LPGA? What have you been doing for this this time off?
2: Well, I mean this little time off I've actually kind of been doing a lot in a sense. Uh on my last trip my golf clubs didn't come in, so I've been trying to get in touch with them so I can get back to practice. But um, I mean, for the first couple of days, I went to the lake, had some fun and, you know, I just really trying to relax out here and just kind of have a great time and just enjoying the little time that I have before uh, the season starts up again.
1: All right. Wait a second. Have the clubs been found? I need to know.
2: Um, You know, you and me both, we both need to know, but uh, no, the clubs have not been found yet. So luckily enough, I have like really great sponsors and PHG sending me a backup set just in case uh we can't get them in hand
1: but the gamers how long have the gamers been missing
2: gamers have been missing since sunday so it's, it's a little stressful right now but you know I'm, I'm hoping for the best
1: all right pro show audience you know now we are here in the new york city metro area live this afternoon so anyone listening who did you fly
2: I flew with Delta and I went from uh, Geneva to Boston, but then apparently they didn't make it on my flight, so they currently think it's in uh, Paris, but they're not entirely sure yet either
1: well you know i I think what's happening is that you're you know you're gonna be on the Olympic team when the paris olympics happen in four years in three years right so they're just the clubs are just checking out the golf course for you ahead of time exactly they're, right they're, well, doing,
2: they're always working for me
1: absolutely absolutely well folks if, if you're out there working for delta and you have megan kang's clubs could you please return them to her in massachusetts we would be very appreciative of that i know she would too now crazy story this week i bumped into your dad and that's how we connected um I want to go back there because you had a tremendous junior golf record and you learned to play golf from your dad. How did that all come about? Because you were young, what, you were five, six years old and your dad taught you the game?
2: Yeah, I was about, I was roughly like five when my dad first brought me to the golf course because, um, like as many people know, I'm an only child. And uh, my mom was like, hey, like we, we have a daughter, like not just me. And so my dad learned the game in 2000. So I guess I was was younger than that uh, when he first brought me to the golf course. And and so, like, any little kid wants to drive the golf cart. And my dad's perfect way of uh, getting me to stay on the golf course at at a young age was, hey, you can drive the golf cart if you keep it in the fairway. And so it just kind of blossomed from there. And, I mean, the only rule was I couldn't drive where the clubhouse could see us (laughs) um but other than that like that's initially how my interest in golf got started and then from then on it was just kind of great spending time with my dad out there
1: so your dad learned the game in 2000 and then a couple years later he takes you out on the golf course i love that parents pay attention you know give your kids rewards she keeps it in the fairway she gets to drive the cart that's really good and uh, I'm also a PGA professional, so be smart when you're on holes like 1, 9, 10, and 18. Don't let the kid drive <laughs> exactly. the cart car either. And so but what's interesting to me about that is that when kids are that young, they have a lot of interests, And there's there's a ton of distractions in this world nowadays. I mean, everything from TikTok to sports to whatever it may be, music. And well, you know what kept your interest besides the golf cart? Because you very quickly grew into – a, a nice young player and you had a lot of success. But before you got to that, you know, there's, there's five or six years in there where, you know, golf had to keep your attention. I'm, I'm wondering what it was about the game that kept your attention.
2: You know, I think personally for me, what kept me so interested in the game of golf is that because I was an only child, like it was hard for me to play a lot of team sports in a sense of you always needed like at least one other person to play anything Whereas in golf, like all I needed was myself and I could just go out there and play on my own. And I'm, I'm very competitive. So it turned into, there was no one else to blame. And so I, I really enjoyed that sense of just getting to like have my fate in my own hands.
1: You know, that's interesting. I mean, that's a great share because it's such a macro view at a young age of how you're taking your situation and then you're making the most of it and allowing yourself to compete or just. Train or practice or, or just have fun and play. I, I like that. And folks, you know what you're going to like today is that we're talking to LPGA player Megan Kang. And I mentioned this earlier in the opening. She has played in nine U.S. Opens and she's 23 years old, right? So let's go back to 2012. You're 14 years old and you qualify for the U.S. Women's Open at Black Wolf Run. Take me through that week or at least one of the experiences there.
2: I mean, that was by far the coolest part in my career up to that point. Cause I went from, oh my goodness, like I'm watching all these girls on TV, to wow, I'm, I'm playing practice rounds with these women. I'm having lunch in the same dining room. I remember sitting next to like Yami Sang and just being like, oh my gosh, can we get a picture? Like I was totally fangirling over everyone there. And like everyone was so nice, so welcoming. And it just, like, made me want to be out there more with them because, like, it was incredible. Like, the golf course was a a great challenge. I remember one of the holes, it was a par four, and I had to go, like, driver three wood, and I still had to, like, chip up. But, like, I wouldn't have changed the experience at all. It was incredible.
1: Well, it was a great introduction to you. And, you know, I like to have fun on this show. I want to have a little fun with you right now. So at 23, I want you to go back to the 14-year-old you and she's traveling out there to Wisconsin to go to that event. What advice would you give her, knowing what you know now?
2: I mean, I, I pretty much would say what my parents told me. My parents were just kind of like, hey, like, it's going to be intimidating, but you did earn your spot out here. So like we're just going to get out here, have fun, and play our own game because it's not like we were given the spot. Like We earned it, and we're going to play our best and deal with whatever happens.
1: Well, there's no doubt you earned your spot and then we'll fast forward. And for my listeners, I just kinda wanna go through this like career progression because I mean, it's such an awesome story. Um, Two years later, you go to LPGA Q school, you come in tied sixth and you earn your card, right? So now you're gonna go out in 2016 and start your LPGA career, right? Yes. For the young golfers that are out there, right? What's life like on tour? You've been out there five years now. You can, you, you've you you been out there enough time. You know, I think everyone has this idea that it's, you know, this glamorous lifestyle and everything. And I always like to try to keep it real, and I'm sure you do too. Uh, you're a very down-to-earth person. That's what I love about you and the way that you carry yourself around the golf course, right? What's tour life like for Megan Kang?
2: I mean, I won't lie, tour life when I was a rookie was very – Busy, very stressful in a sense of uh, when it came to going into the next tournament, it was a little harder as a rookie because I mean you're going to golf courses you don't know you don't know if you're going to be in the pro am so that's one less day to see the golf course so you got to try to like see see it Monday Tuesday even if you made the cut and you got to take a red eye Sunday night or an early flight Monday morning and so I think it was great having my dad out there just to kind of help like learn the ropes and just kind of get a grasp on the career uh, at the start. And so it definitely did help in the sense that I did have my family out there who was also just my coach, and my caddy. And I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And then like as years have gone on, like I've gotten so much advice from a lot of the veterans and just kind of really soaking in every kind of experience that they're sharing with me and just just give me a hand in, in learning the ropes out there on the LPGA.
1: I mean, just for everyone's point of reference, folks, The she you're 18 years old, 17 years old when you start out on tour? I was
2: 18 years old when I was a rookie.
1: Yeah, of course your parents have to be with you. You can't rent a car. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I and I think about it, you know, because I'm a parent myself and I'm like, well, if my daughter was 17, 18 years old and she was going to start traveling the country and I know you had probably done a ton of traveling AJGA events and, and you know, national tournaments and so on and so forth. But I mean, you know, that's a huge undertaking to go out there and plan a schedule and do all of these things. And you're 18 years old. So it's it's so great that you're that, you know, your dad and your mom spent that time with you. In order to make sure and help you succeed, uh, great parenting lesson there, and and then you've become this incredibly consistent player. And I just want to go through a couple things here. You know, I'm going to go fanboy on you for a second, right? But oh you God. you you you've made 76 percent of the cuts of the tournaments that you've played in. You've played in 142 tournaments, and you've made the cut in 108. You have 23 career top tens, three this year, right? Uh, this year alone. You've only missed one cut and you've made eleven of twelve.
2: Oh, it's it's two now.
1: Well, you know, we gotta talk to the LPGA website about that, right? <laughs> but your last
2: three happens, so.
1: your, your last three majors, forget last week, right? Forget Evian, right? The three majors before that. A and A, tenth, US Open fourth, KPMG twenty seventh. I I mean, you you play golf week in and week out. Like you just said, in different places, you got to learn the course. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. How is it? What is it about your game that you can share with us that makes you this wonderfully consistent player?
2: You know, I think, I think over the years it's definitely helped. Like seeing a lot of the same golf courses, but I think it's especially helped that, um, I guess as the years have gone on, I've kind of uh, matured myself in a sense of learning, like how to pace myself and learning when to be aggressive with certain pins and when not to be and when to go for things. It's just the maturity I I feel like is starting to finally kick in. And I feel like that's helped my game progress over the last couple of years. And, I mean, it helps every time I get to come home that my coach is right there waiting for me, and we work together as a team. So it's incredible that I'm very fortunate that my dad is my coach as well.
1: I mean, he's a tremendous coach up there at the Harmon Center. Yeah, so
2: it never really uh never really seems to stray away.
1: Well, you know, and part of that too is and you mentioned the word maturity there. And I think consistency, and we're learning a lot about this right now in athletics, um, in, in all different types of sports, but I think you also have to be mentally strong to be that consistent, to have this level of self belief. And it sounds to me like your parents instilled a lot of self-esteem in you, right? Um, how do you keep your mind sharp when you're traveling all the time i mean right now you, you your clubs are missing and you have to you know remain positive that your gamers will come back you know that they're not at the top of the eiffel tower or something like that right like how do you over the course of a season which has a lot of different subplots remain so mentally strong positive etc
2: i mean like i guess when my dad initially started teaching me golf his whole thing was if you hit a bad shot, like you can't really dwell on it because you can't really do anything about it. So you just have to deal with the situation at hand. So like why, not necessarily with why bother, but it's more like why waste energy on complaining when you can change the outcome with the next shot? And so I kind of took that, I guess we kind of took that from the golf course and applied it to life as well. And so I feel like that has helped us as a family and as a team on and off the golf course to just kind of, I guess, not stress as much and just kind of just deal with what's at hand instead of worrying about things you can't control.
1: You know what? Everyone that's listening, uh, we are with a super savvy lady, young Miss Megan Kang, and she just encapsulated some really, really good messaging right there to create a low stress situation. team, family short memory all of those things parents if you have junior golfers out there or if you're an aspiring golfer listen to those words play that back when you get the podcast take some notes because there's a reason why megan kang is so successful and uh, i think she just gave you a hint right there so pay attention to that one and you know what though megan Pardon me for a second. I got to pay attention to my board operator, Wade, here. He's giving me the thumbs up that we got we to gotta take a quick break. So hold tight for a second. And everybody else, up next more with the LPGA's Megan Kang. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. john johnson
0: any quarterback that plays underneath him is going to look crazy and especially if they got any skill set jay williams i'm just tired of talking about what joel Embiid and ben simmons don't do i want to start talking about what brett brown needs to make them do it's time, it's time, to, go time to go to work, work brett and zubin mahente i can promise you i am as passionate about sports as you are it is time to go to work Keyshawn, jay will and zubin Weekday mornings starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN.
1: Today's interview is brought to you by our friends at B-Dratty. B-Dratty is known for their irrationally comfortable Peruvian Pima cotton polos. But did you know they've branched into new categories? You must try like boxers, layers, button-downs, and even performance fabrics with their Dratty Sport. The theme with all of their products is meticulous attention to detail, details most companies choose to overlook. Be Dratty thoughtfully considers, like our favorite Russell quarter zip, where the front pouch is sewn into the garment and not topped on, allowing for a slimmer, less bulky fit. Shop the entire Be Dratty line at BeDratty.com and receive 25% off with our exclusive discount code KJS25. you got a great voice for radio. Time to get
0: back on course. Thanks for radio. I I, I get a lot of that, too.
1: As the Pro Show
0: continues,
1: once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Megan Kang. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Now, before we get back to our superstar special guest, I'd like to take a moment to appreciate all of our Olympic athletes. You've trained, you've waited, and now it's your time. Make the most of it. We're all behind you.
2: I should move because New York is getting
0: muddy out. There's LA, but it's always kind of sunny
1: out. And I don't want to no more. So I set my bar real Alright, Wade. Appreciate that. Let's get back to the back nine in our conversation with Megan Kang. Megan, we were touching upon this in the last segment. And that is your consistency. Now that consistency led to you getting on not only the LPGA's Solheim Cup team, but you played on a junior Solheim Cup team where you went undefeated. You went five and zero. I mean, it's an unbelievable record. But in 2019, you have to go over to Europe and play on the Solheim Cup team. We have another Solheim Cup coming up this September here in the United States. How excited are you for that event?
2: You know, I'm I'm super excited. It's it's always in the back of my mind. I haven't quite made the team yet, but I mean, if I, I just kind of stay positive, if I go out there and play my own game, uh, everything will follow, so I'm just kind of kind of following that route just like I did the last Soheim Cup uh, team.
1: Now, I looked up the rankings. You're number seven. Where do you have to be in order to guarantee a spot?
2: I kind of have to stay at seven.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Um, yeah, so right now they changed the rules a little, or the requirements on the team for USA. So USA' is kind of uh, it's top seven off the point list and then they have two off the world ranking and then there's three captain's picks now so you gotta stay at seven seven or better
1: who's the captain this year
2: our captain is Pat Hurst oh
1: I just saw her this week I' talk to her
2: exactly she's competing right now
1: yeah exactly I mean I've we're going to have words with her, I'm going to tell you right now, because we're going to make sure that we seal the Well, you're going to seal the deal. You're seventh now. You're going to stay seventh. You're going to play very, very well across the pond uh, in the Women's Open. You're going to play the Scottish Open too in a couple weeks?
2: I'm not playing the Scottish Open uh, this week. I'm not going to have my clubs for the British, uh, jokes aside. But no, um, no, I'm not playing the Scottish, but I will be over there for the British.
1: What was the Solheim Cup like in 2019? You know, it's completely different than playing in a stroke play event. You're now playing for your country. You're with your teammates. You you know, you talked a little bit about how you were a fangirl at your first U.S. Open when you were 14 years old. What was it like going to your first Solheim Cup? Because now you're a touring professional. I mean, you earn the spot. You belong there. And you're with these other great players, you know, on one team and on your team. Um, give us a quick share story from that moment. It had to be, there had to be a couple cool ones.
2: I mean, Solheim was such an incredible experience. I mean, I told my friends that I can see why like no one ever wants to miss like another Solheim once you make your first one. Cause it's just, it's so incredible. I remember in the practice round, uh, it was kind of like, it was like a stadium feel where like it, we're kind of enclosed in a big, big U around the tee box. And I remember walking through the tunnel and looking back up and being like, wow, this is incredible. Like the stands were empty at the time, but, uh, I was like, I can just imagine this being like full, like, this is awesome. And I specifically remember, um, I was, I finally got T off of hole one because I'd only played alternate shot, uh, the first, first couple of days. And as I was stepping into my uh, routine, a fan had shouted like, oh, Megan, you take that club and you spank that ball. And like, I tried so hard to keep it together, but I just, I could not hold it in. I just like died laughing. And then I like had to like regroup because it was just, it was the funniest thing. Like you would never hear that at an LPGA event, which is hilarious. So I just, I fully embraced it. All the veterans on the team were like, Hey, like, really enjoy this because like your first Solheim is the once in a lifetime opportunity, like you'll never get a first Solheim back
1: so i I want to dig more in there, because so the veterans have to grab the rookies because there's no way that you can expect that you know someone's gonna be talking about spanking the ball when you get to the your singles match <laughs> and you're teeing off on the first hole I mean you, you just cannot have those expectations going in. Was there a certain veteran on the team that kind of took you under her wing and and helped you out a lot um or was it kind of a collective group or was it the captain you know how do they go about that you know rookie onboarding process to make sure that you don't let let's say freak out when you get to that moment
2: I mean like when we get there it's it's not necessarily like you get one veteran it's just kind of like we're all there for each other we're all there as a team and like the veterans are just doing their part and kind of making us aware of what what to expect and kind of they're just there for us as a team in a sense instead of like uh, I guess like worrying or like trying to tell us like about anything
1: do they keep you super but busy? I,
2: just, I know the veterans are just like they try to keep us very calm, they do their best in just kind of telling us how, like, what to expect, like, even though you can't really like, know what to expect. But they they essentially just kind of was like, hey, embrace everything, take it all in, and just take it as a positive, because this is incredible an incredible experience. And, I mean, you, you can't really expect anything else. And, I mean, essentially just, like, enjoy it, because, again, it's not off. You're not guaranteed another Solheim Cup, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Absolutely. And and you know what? We will be rooting for you between now and September when the Solheim Cup happens, and then when you get there, we will really be rooting for you. Um, we've had a lot of practice here with the Olympics rooting for the USA. So, being that September is a Solheim Cup and a Ryder Cup, I think that the U.S. will be uh, quite fervent in our ability to, to root for our, our home country golfers. Now, I think about the Solheim Cup standings, just for a second, and You know, I want to talk to you a little bit about process maybe or get back into the mindset part of it. Uh, I love when I have a professional athlete who is at the top of her league, at her her game, at her profession, right? I mean, you are very successful on the LPGA Tour. You've had 23 career top tens. When you have a carrot out there like the Solheim Cup, is that something that you think about from time to time or do you just kind of write it down as a goal at the beginning of the year and then, you know, add them up when you get to that point or does that pop into your head from time to time?
2: I mean, it definitely pops up into your head time to time, I guess. And on Solheim year, it's it, there a lot more than, than it is the, the previous year. Uh, you know that, I mean, I know that no matter how you play, the Solheim is going to be right there. And I do my best to try to not think about it because, like I said, if I play my own game, everything follows. But, like, it's hard to not think about it when it is a Solheim Cup year and everyone's just wanting to make the team so badly. And so it's just kind of you – gotta, you got to kind of – for me, I've tried to throw it to the back burner just to, I guess, take less pressure off of me because, I mean, it's already a ton of pressure to – to try and, and win a tournament out here, so let alone uh, get on the Solheim Cup team. On top of it, it's something I'm trying to, I guess. No, I mean, limit I, the stress out here.
1: I appreciate you sharing that with us. You know, I mean, it's tough. You know, I, the you've been incredibly consistent out there. You've done a wonderful job. Uh, there's there's no doubt that all of us that are fans of you uh, that we're rooting for you at the U.S. Open that, you know, I mean, everyone here in New Jersey, they, they love their Megagane. But at the same time, I mean, when was it back in uh, 2015, you were the low amateur at the Women's U.S. Open, <laughs> you know, so I mean, at the same time, I mean, everybody's going to just fall in love with you, too. And, And as a result, we need to know how we can follow you and keep track of you. I know we can keep track of you on LPGA.com, but are you on social media or do you have a website so that my fans of the show can follow your scores? And of course, you know, keep track and, and when you make the Solheim cup team,
2: I am on social media. Actually, I am. Um, I recently just started tweeting again, but I don't know if I'm going to keep that one up. I'm not great at tweeting anymore, uh, but I do keep up with my Instagram. So that's something I, will say I post often on. All
1: right. What's your Instagram handle?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I believe it's just Megan underscore Kang. All right. I could be wrong, but well, isn't that that great? I don't even know my own handle.
1: (laughs) You might want to, might want to write that one down. Um, when we get, (laughs) when, when we get done, when we get done, I don't want to distract you right now, but, uh, Wade is giving me, He's saying it's at Megan Kang, folks, on Instagram. It's at one word. It's at Megan Kang. Uh, Kang is spelled K-H-A-N-G. So I I have an expert producer here. And uh, one of the things that he loves to do and one of the things that we love to do here on the show is to have some fun with our guests. So Megan Kang, LPGA superstar. Are you ready for a little rapid fire Q&A? Oh, I'm ready for it. All
2: right. Give me your best. Or should I say your worst?
1: We'll start with this one then. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your snowboarding ability.
2: Oh, it's always a 10.
1: Ooh. Cocky start. (laughs) I like that. Name a golf course on your bucket list. Uh, Confidence? Good.
2: Um, Bucket list. Bucket list. You know, I would love to play Augusta one day.
1: What is your dessert of choice?
2: Creme brulee.
1: Ooh, wow. Fire and everything? (laughs) You are. I. I I'm, we're gonna have to have you back on. We're gonna get deeper into Megan Kang someday. All right. Last show you binge watched on Netflix or or a streaming channel?
2: Oh gosh. Um. This is gonna sound so bad. Um. But it's that new show. Um. Sex slash life.
1: Oh boy. Well. Yeah.
2: Can we do a different one?
1: you own in that one. I, I thought you were going to come with below deck or something.
2: Oh, uh, no. It was. <laughs> All right.
1: We'll move along. Oh. All right. Uh, your favorite place in the world that you ever went fishing.
2: Um, You know, I actually went deep, not deep sea fishing. I went fishing in the ocean with my friend Annie and her boyfriend David in Florida. And that was like the first time I really went on a little boat
1: most interesting item you carry in your golf bag
2: oh my golf bag um i don't everyone uh, golfers
1: always have like superstitious items in there so
2: um you know i'm trying to think what do i have in my golf bag honestly i don't know what i have in my golf bag um my most
1: it's probably good that you're not
2: superstitious, then. Oh no, I'm I'm very like, I have my little superstitions. Um, like before, I used to only play golf with like uh like tournament rounds with odd number golf balls. You know. Oh I, my goodness, what is my golf bag? I mean, I have like Altoid mints, but that's it.
1: All right, fair. Well, you know, if if you're having an interview afterwards or you're playing partners, I'm sure they. Appreciate fresh breath. It's important. That's for sure. All right. If the LPGA did walk-up songs, what song would you choose?
2: Ooh, I mean, this is a daily choice for me. Um,
1: well, as you've heard, we love our music on this show. We play all sorts of fun music every week. We change it up. It's it's tons of fun. And uh, Megan Kang, to okay. the T, what song? Right
2: now. Right now, it's Permission to Dance by BTS. I love that song.
1: A BTS song? I
2: every, every time it comes on in the car, I dance to it.
1: You're dancing in the car?
2: Yep. Right now, it's, it's that song because I don't need permission to dance.
1: Do you, not, <laughs> not from way to now, you don't. That's for sure. All right. Coffee, yes or no? Yes. How do you take it?
2: Uh, I am a vanilla latte kind of girl.
1: A vanilla latte. All right. Well, next time I see you, maybe I'll hand you a vanilla latte. That sounds good. One more. When you hear the words, first LPGA win, what's the first image that comes to mind?
2: Me. Um. First LPGA for me, the next event. British.
1: You know what? I will root for you with all of my heart. Megan Kang. Thank you so much. You are a superstar. You are so infectious. It was great fun being with you this afternoon. I can't thank you enough for coming on the pro show.
2: No, thank you so much for having me. This was a ton of fun. And yes, we'll definitely have to do this again sometime.
1: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. As for now, folks, we are fast approaching 4 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. <laughs>
0: The Max Kellerman
1: Show. You know, there was no one there. Like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly fifteen years ago. So he got away with it, 650 G's, and now he's being sued. I don't know. You can't just not show up for work, but but if he's not like doing anything fraudulent, and they're just sending him the checks. Why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account?
0: The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus.
1: Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life and all the ways this amazing game connects sticks and hacks every day your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion tips or even a round of golf so head to StickAndHack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course
0: get ready for the back nine as the pro show continues once again the director of fun
1: keith stewart Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you know me as the Director of Fun. You're listening to ESPN 920. And you can listen to us anywhere at 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Just hit that Listen Now button. And if you missed any part of today's show, we'll post it tonight. As for now, hit it, Wade. One more day
0: we'll spend together Lay your eyes up
2: upon me for the better Oh, I know I'm worse for wither my love, we are so
1: fortunate can. here on this show there, Mr. Wade Weezer.
2: I mean, in my
1: week in and week out, Wishing that I young woman's fighting for her life, her life on the LPGA tour, her livelihood, right? Mind you. Sure. Oh, no, strike that. And, you know, she comes on here. What a human being. What a great story. I mean, I mean, she was so infectious. You could just hear it in her voice. And um, anyway, turn it up. I'm feeling this too. I ain't
2: no Superman. I ain't no Oh yeah.
1: I love my music too. And we love our Megan King. Yes. Can't wait to see her at the Solheim Cup. She's gonna make it. She's awesome. She's such a good player. She was sweet. She's so good. She needed a little
0: coaxing. She she was a little timid. Well, you're That's my words.
1: You're very intimidating on the radio. No,
0: no, no. That's not, I don't I think it's me because she really didn't interact with me.
1: <laughs> well, fair enough. Now, speaking of interaction, week in and week out, we interact with our friends at Taylor Golf. Because they make the best clubs, the best balls, the best equipment, and they have the best athletes. You know, Rory's playing well this week at the Olympics and so many others. And folks, if you need to improve in your game and you, you know, maybe you just, let's be honest, let's break it down, Wade Weezer. Yes, sir. Maybe you just don't have the time, you know, go out and get yourself a Sim 2 driver, go out and get yourself a TP5X golf ball or TP5, right? Start playing those sure. and you'll be one step closer. Albeit it might be a small step, but you will be one step one step. step closer. We practice would help too. But you know what? If you want to learn more about any of the TaylorMade products, you can head to TaylorMadeGolf.com. <laughs> to Lee or not to Lee, that is the question. Mm-hmm. Australian golfer Minji Lee won a sudden death playoff against overnight leader Jung Jung Lee six to clinch the Evian Championship over in France on Sunday for his first major title. Yes, she's from down under. She's speechless. She's so happy. It's her first major, her sixth career win. And, you know, it came on a very um, interesting Sunday where Lee Six had a five-shot lead over the field and a seven-shot lead over her. Well, Minji Lee, she shot a seven-under, 64, came back, they go to a playoff, They get in the playoff. Playoffs. Another playoff, right? Right. Yeah. Par five. Risk-reward over water. Minji Lee knocks it up tight. Lee six. Hits it in the water. Game over. Major championship. Hit it in the water at the Avion. Catch that? Right? (laughs) And you know what? Just like every other PGA Tour uh, scheduled event, to win on the LPGA Tour, you must play all 72 holes as well. So I'm very sorry for the news of Lee Six, who had a 61 on Friday with 10 birdies. But, you know, that still wasn't good enough. She was in the playoff. And, man, these, these ladies are good, Wade. They're unbelievable. Competition. It is. The champ is all smiles now. Out in Blaine, Minnesota, at the 3M Classic, Cameron Champ was your winner. And he's worked hard of late on finding the proper balance in his search to enjoy life, both inside and outside of the gallery ropes. He's taking great measures to relax more with golf club in hand and appreciate the game while not being so hard on himself when poor rounds and tournaments pile up. An example of this is he writes two influential names on his glove. One is Jessica and the other is Pops. Jessica is his wife and Pops is his grandfather who taught him the game and has always inspired him. Well, in the final round, his caddy, Chaz Reynolds, was in his ear. And he was telling him to trust the process. Champ, who's 26, he started the round two shots back, but he grabbed a share of the lead and he closed with a 500 par 66. And at the end of the day, Champ, he said, he's never been happier. He goes, everybody learns and everybody matures at different stages in their lives. He goes, I'm always a late learner or a a late bloomer. And I'm trying to be the opposite of that. And you know what I like about this, Wade? And here's the key. Mm -hmm. I think you and I are are late boomers when it comes to maturity. So uh, we have that excuse. I think we're... We're golden now. That excuse doesn't work very often. Pardon the Olympic pun. You know, in a related (laughs) story, in a related story, Louis Oosthuizen came in second again. Uh, In his last seven starts, the poor guy, he's had four seconds, right? In seven starts, his most recent seven starts, he's had four second places and one third. Three of those were majors. Poor Louis.
0: Second place is good.
1: All right. Hank tells his story. It's not often that a player withdraws from a tournament after making the cut. But last Friday, Hank Laboda... At the 3m he did just that and he cited personal reasons well of course making the cut and the run that hank has been on lately and i've been on that run with him he's had a bunch of top tens right mm-hmm. uh the twitter gambling verse uh, they got active they were not happy oh, that he made the cut and he had cited personal reasons well it came out earlier this week that he had to go home because he got a call from his mom and his dad was very sick in the icu down in florida in the hospital so he and his wife jumped on a plane saturday morning went down Thanks be to God. His mm-hmm. dad's good. You know, he's okay. he's still recovering. He's not perfectly good, but he's going to be okay. And they've moved on and everything. Now, this story takes an interesting twist, and this is why I bring it up. Mm-hmm. I'm having lunch the other day at the women's senior open up at Brooklawn. And I sit down with this long time, and I know he's a long time PGA tour caddy. And his name is Danny Sharp. They call him Sharpie, right? Every caddy out there has a nickname, right? So I'm talking to him and I said, Danny, who do you got? He said, I got Lori Kane this week because the guys with the Olympics, they're off. He goes, I'm usually on Hank Lobota's bag. I said, oh, I said, you're on Hank's bag. Huh? right? I said, uh, you know, he, he caught a little bit of flack on Twitter or whatever. And we went through the story and everything, but it just goes to show you it's a small world. So he says to me, he goes, hey man, he goes, before those guys get on Twitter, you know, you got to give everybody a little time to let the dust settle on these stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the golf world is a small world, and it was very interesting to hear it from his point of view sure. because he was with Hank and he's been with him on this run, and uh, just just kind of a funny, interesting, like, interesting take there for any,
0: you. Anything else on social media? People they, they don't wait till you get all the facts. Yes, let's react and judge now. No, maybe wait a little while. Let's Take a step back.
1: So angry golf Twitter, take it easy. All right, <laughs> exactly, take it easy for a please. moment. Uh, Johnny football is not Johnny golf. Remember when Johnny Manziel proclaimed he was gearing up for a run at the PGA Tour? He said, "I'm giving myself 12 years to make it on tour." Well, he's had a uh, bump in the road here. You know, uh, he went out and he's 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 playing in the Texas State Open this week in Tyler, Texas. Uh, in the first round, he had yeah he had he had a couple issues here. Um, he has indicated that he's a scratch golfer, but he. Uh, basically was in DFL after round one by shooting 79. And uh, the our good friends at Monday Q School said that he even showed up in shorts and he had to wear pants, and uh, he seemed to be very confused about all that was going on at the Cascades Golf and Country Club, which is interesting. Um, mind you, that... <laughs> These really aren't unfamiliar surroundings for Manziel, who was born in Tyler, right? the town where the golf course is. His father, Paul, was also on the bag. I, I guess he really wasn't paying attention either. I mean, wait, insert whatever punchline or song you want. He We're just, doing it. The, the guy's an idiot. It's unbelievable. All right, I got one more, and this one is my favorite. Okay. All right, Joanne Carner keeps it coming. Beth Ann Nichols from Golf Week reports from Fairfield, Connecticut, and I saw it myself. Joanne Carner. here's a quick kind of background to all of this. When she went to register for the first U.S. Senior Women's Open just four years ago, she had a she had a problem. She went to put in her birth date and it stopped at 1946 and she was born in 1939. (laughs) She's she's 82 years old and She struck the first tee shot in that inaugural event, and she is just a USGA legend. And her nickname is Big Mama because she pounds the ball off the tee. Um, This particular week, uh, she has had a little uh, COPD. So they're giving her a golf cart, which Mm. is completely acceptable or whatever. And she had been asked earlier this week. in the press room, if she uh, had quit smoking because of the COPD. And she said, "Uh, no, she goes, I can guarantee you this week, there's two things that I'm the only one of. I'm the only one with a cart, and I'm the only one here smoking. Oh man! She goes, but I'm going to make the most of it. Well, make the most of it she did in the opening round. She shot her age with a double bogey on the last hole. She shot her age. She shot 82, right? And she's 82. So I guess, Wade, the moral of that story is, Smoke them if you got them, brother. Yeah. You know? And that's your Pro Show update for the week ending July 30th, 2021. Of course, the update was brought to us by TaylorMade Golf. We love New Jersey Golf Foundation all they do here in New Jersey to promote the game. And of course, Summit Golf Brands. I'm not only looking good today, I'm feeling good too. You are. That's for sure. All right. Thank you, Wade Weezer, on the board. And thanks, of course, to everyone who listens. One more for you all. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you with One brief thought about setting goals. If you find yourself having trouble reaching your goals, don't lower your expectations. Rather, raise your level of effort needed to get there. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.